Well, hello. Hello. Hello there, Jim. Yeah, hi. It's uh, it's Chris Dampsey and Jim Murray, um, the councillor Jim Murray from Eastbourne. Hello again. Good, good afternoon. Nice to be back. Yeah, good to see you again. Good to see you again. I think that this um, that this podcast, what we're going to be doing is talking about politicians in general and the local area and what they do for the, for the area um, and how they benefit people in the areas. That's, that's about right, isn't it, Jim? Yeah. Um, when I'm out doorstepping, um, when we're getting close to the election, um, I quite often find that um, a few, quite a few people think that they're always voting for their uh, prime minister. So I just sort of clear up a few points for them that there's a, a, a whole tranche of uh, different MPs and councillors that we, that we, we deal with uh, in our local area. Well, exactly. And I think that that's, that's what a lot of people think, isn't it? That a general election, that, 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 that it's some sort of presidential election where they're voting for, you know, like in America, where they vote directly for their president rather than voting for, well, an MP that's supposed to represent the area or a councillor in a council election. Um, I know people who voted in the referendum, for instance, who were voting against the prime minister rather than voting for the referendum. Um, so it's good to have you in here, actually, to clear that up, I think. So let's start with things from the, the, the most local level. Now, that would be a local councillor's job. Is that right? It is, yeah. The local councillor is the, the person on the ground living in your community. So normally lived, living in Hamden Park, like I do, or, uh, or, or um, uh, Sovereign Harbour. They will be in there and knowing all your problems in that particular area. And I think that's the point, though, isn't it? So really understanding, say, you come from Hampton Park, so you know that people, whatever people actually complain about the most there. I mean, what is the most complained about thing in Hampton Park? I think I can guess, but go on. What, what is the thing that people are most upset with? Most complained about thing in Hampton Park is the level crossing. Ah, I was uh, right. Okay. So we, we are trying to put a bid in for £27 million, which is what we need to be able to build a bridge over the, over the uh, crossing. Um, we've asked a number of times at County Council... Um, who are the people who look after our roads? And they've told us every single time, no. <laughs> £27 million. Pounds. Yes. And how would that... Okay, people are going to want to know, Jim. I'm sorry, I've got to ask you. And I know that if they say no, so it's pretty much a dead issue until the next time it can come up. I, I get that. But let's explain to people, how would that possibly work? What's well, like a flyover or something, like at Lewis at Beddingham or whatever. How would it work? Uh, do, you've got a number of options. We could either go under um, or we could go over with a flyover. Um, those that know the area, there's a, a road called Lotbridge Drove, uh, which goes up into a cul-de-sac, um, which ends next to the railway crossing. That was actually designed to be the beginning of the flyover to take us into Broderick Road in, in, in Willingdon Trees. And, and that would have given us a direct route uh, without having to go or wait at a level crossing to go into uh, Hamden Park and, and get over the level crossing area. Right. So rather, I know we don't really want to make an issue out of something that can't be an issue at the moment, but it's interesting to know local history like that, mm. especially if people do complain a lot about that. Um, because there are usually two other things that, that, from what I've heard, that people complain about, which are the bins and also... Dog poo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm glad you said that like that. Yeah, um, yeah it, I mean, and that's the whole point about what you do, isn't it? That you are that local, um, that you can deal with things that, that affect people's lives on a daily basis. Yeah, there, there, there's a number of things that we can do. There, for example, um, Colin Swansborough, Councillor Swansborough, um, had a case the other week where 
a family, a one parent, single parent family with two children were getting um, evicted from a private rented accommodation. They didn't have enough money for a deposit, um, but they could afford to carry on paying the rent. So they were they were literally going to be thrown out onto the streets and, and um, we needed to try and do something to help them. Normally what happens in that case is that they end up in bed and breakfast for a number of months whilst we try and find them some other accommodation. With the intervention of um, Councillor Swansborough, this particular family was found uh, accommodation in Seaford. It doesn't suit everybody because it was meant moving away from town, but in this particular case, the, the young family were more than happy to move over to Seaford and, and, uh, and start a new life over there. Still being able to have access to everybody in Eastbourne, all their friends and family over here, um, but it meant that they were secure and um, had a new start over in that particular area. It doesn't happen all the time. We don't always get these success stories. Um, uh, but that's another thing which I find as a local councillor. People want you to look into things. They want you to investigate. And even if the answer is no, they're, they're, they're pleased that you've actually made the effort and you've gone out there and sort of put your neck on the line to sort of try and solve their problems for them. And then when you come back and, and you've, you've solved it, hooray. If you come back and it's a negative answer, then people say, well, thank you for trying for me. Well, I, I can understand that. I mean, I think that a lot of people who do have problems, who are vulnerable, you know, like that family you just mentioned, at the end of the day, if you haven't got anyone to go to, to talk to, to, to try and get some help from, because otherwise you would just be lost. Who would you talk to? You know, friends and family can't always help. No, and it's quite often the case that, that, that we're, we're just there as... Um, uh, as a sounding post, you know, people will just uh, come in and, and rant at us and sort of know that we can't actually do anything, but thank you for listening. Um, but quite often we we can direct people to somebody else who might be able to help. That's one of the benefits of having your councillor who's been with you for a long time. I've, I'm coming up for my eighth year now in uh, in Hamden Park. Um, I know quite a few people. I know all the, the different agencies in the area where you can get help. I know the people that you can go to just to talk to. Um, and, and having that information is is really valuable to the individuals in in the area. Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, you know, that family. If, if Colin hadn't been able to help them, what would they have done? They would have ended up in bed, bed and breakfast. That bed and breakfast could have been in Kent. Um, it, it could have been in, in South London. You know, they would have been taken away from this particular area if we couldn't find anything local for them. And, and and this is a massive problem we've got at the moment in Eastport. We've got about 80 families waiting for accommodation in town. And some of them, it doesn't suit being able to move out of town to places like Seaford or Lewis and things. Um, they they need to have local local work, uh, local housing because they've got local work or all their kids are in school in the in the area. And that's the issue, isn't it, of yeah. course, because, the, you know, kids can't afford to, to, to lose any time at school. Um, and starting a new school at whatever age isn't something that, that you take lightly. Mm, no, no, exactly. So, how do how do people get in contact with you? I mean, obviously they can call the council and and ask for your details, and and, and they'd be given that. But what's the usual way for people to to sort of you know to give you their view or not their views, but to ask for your help? If you want to talk to your councillor, you can f- phone up. Um, Borough Council first, they will give you out our details. They have all our telephone numbers, all of our email addresses. Um, I'm particularly um, well known for being on Facebook, um, so very accessible there. 
Um, I'm more than happy for people to phone me up whenever they need to, whenever they need help. You know, so if it's at seven o'clock on Friday morning, then give me a ring. If it's at ten o'clock on Sunday evening, then give me a ring. You know, I'll, I'll always answer the phone. Um, and I think that's a really good thing, actually. You know, the, I was quite surprised when I found out how councillors really care actually about the community because you kind of think that you know it's a local politician they're not going to care about the underdog or care about someone who's who's struggling they're just really in it for themselves but i really haven't found that when i've been speaking to councillors from all over Lo- local councillors do tend to do it because they want to be able to help out in the local community um it doesn't necessarily always go all the way up to to um mp level um we've got a particularly brilliant mp who's all about eastbourne and uh, uh, and spends every minute of his waking day sort of helping people in the town um but borough councillors are, are very similar to that you know they're, they're they're out there to try and help out in their local community some of the nice stuff that we do at Eastbourne is we've got a devolved budget. Um, each one of the wards has £10,000 that we can give away each year to local charities. So that can go to play groups, it can go to uh, sports groups, um, we can plant new trees, we can get drop curbs done um, when the county council can't, can't or won't do it. Um, we've, we've, we're just about to get some new goalposts put in Tugwell Park so that the kids can go out there and play again. Um, so it's it's little things like that which make a small difference to the local area, um, but, but makes a big difference to the individuals that, are, that that get to use it. Well, no, exactly. And let's go back to those dropped curbs that you mentioned. Now, you're not talking about dropped curbs so people can go and park on their front gardens. I guess you're talking about dropped curbs where you know wheelchair access or buggy access or something like that, where it's not covered by whatever the the. Um, the, the county council has done with the roads is that right or have I, am i barking up the wrong tree there no that's correct so borough councillors will deal with um everything off the road um so all your parks and gardens and uh, getting your rubbish cleared and that sort of thing all right um the county councillors deal with all of the infrastructure so your schools um perhaps your doctor surgeries and um the roads themselves so all of the potholes that we get complained about every week, <laughs> um, they're all down to borough, uh, to county council. Um, they haven't got any money. Keep telling us they haven't got any money. And they give set really silly guidelines for what a pothole is. Yes. So it has to be at least 300 millimetres round or square. And it has to be at least two inches deep. So that's 12 inches around and two inches deep. Otherwise, it's not a pothole. It's no. just a, it's just an inconvenience. Oh, really? So, uh, And then they have certain <laughs> guidelines as to whether or not something is going to get filled and when it needs to be filled. So if it gets to that stage where it starts going below the 50 millimetres, then it becomes a priority and then it gets fixed within a month, I think. Um, but anything before that, it's got an 18-month sort of ticket on it and it can get fixed any time in that particular time. Oh, that explains why the A259 on the way to Hastings is in such a bad mess then. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I, that is rubbish. Anyway, that's my own view. I shouldn't be saying that. Okay, so let's get to some music now, give everybody a bit of a rest from our voices, I think. Um, and we're talking about the jam here with, um, with with a song that you mentioned is is actually really quite apt for you being as a counsellor. Introduce us to it. So this is uh, Smithers Jones. Um, it's uh, a song which sort of just made me think when I was a kid um, about getting myself caught in a rut, uh, getting trapped in the in, in the rat trap that life is. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to break out from that, so I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, so 
the day job feeds the children and the, and the family um, and the council work um, fulfills the, the other things which I enjoy doing in my life. Fantastic. And here we go. Thank you very much there, Mr. Weller. Um, so now we've got an education and we know what county, not county councillors, sorry, we know what borough councillors do and what county councillors and county councils are supposed to do. I'm still reeling, actually, from the pothole stuff. I think that's just quite amazing. But anyway, so we're now going to be talking about elections and electioneering and the fact that an election's coming up, certainly in Eastbourne for uh, local councils. In When is that, Jim? The election's in May 2019. Right. So that seems to me, obviously, over a year from now. 
Yeah, but as um, local councillors, um, we need to make sure that everybody's aware that the election's coming up and who they're actually going to be voting for. <clears throat> yes. So Borough Council is the one that we're looking at. So this is where you're voting for the people on the ground, people like myself, people like uh, Councillor Swansborough, David Tutt, who's the leader of the council at the moment. Um, they're all borough councillors. They're, they're the people who make the difference in your individual town. Right. So let's get this straight, because there's lots of stuff that, you know, around election time where everyone complains that no one votes in local elections. Right. Now, is that the case in Eastbourne? What's the turnout rate? How many voters are there? In Eastbourne, the the population is about 110,000 people now. Um, And out of that eligible voters, I think there's 60,000. Um, and out of that, um, we end up with about 40% of the eligible vote coming out, 40 to 45%. That's against where we have a national uh, election, so that would be voting for your MP, and we get somewhere between sort of 55 and 65% turnout for the national election. Okay. So it's it's the wrong way to be thinking about it, really, because the, the, the MP, although he does make a difference to your town, or he or she makes a difference to your town, if um, if they're worth their weight and they, they actually work for the town rather than somewhere like Hastings, where you've got Amber Rudd, who's the Home Secretary. Yes. She's got the Cabinet position. That takes up an awful lot of her time, so she, therefore she can't spend an awful lot of time thinking about Hastings. She will have a small team um, who will help her out and sort of do some of the local work for her, but then that's not the person that you voted for. So we're, we're really lucky that we've got someone like Stephen who just devotes his entire time to, to the town. Right. And, sorry, I was going to interrupt. <laughs> so with, with, with the Borough Council, we're the people on the ground dealing with everyday problems all the time for you. So therefore, in reality, we, we should be getting more votes. We should be getting more people out there, sort of making sure that you come out because we're the people that can actually make a difference to the town. Yes. <laughs> You're, you're the ones who are telling us what you want. You're the ones who are telling us um, what you would like in the town. We listen to you. We, 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 put, we try and put those things into place for you. Um, so uh, at the moment, you've got a Liberal Democrat council in Eastbourne, and we have a county council which is run by um, the Conservatives. Um, we have a number of problems with county council. Um, Eastbourne is one of the best-run councils in the country. We've had 65% of other councils in the country coming to us and asking us, how are we doing it? Why haven't we got a deficit? Why are we still keeping all of our um, local amenities open? Uh, why haven't we had loads of uh, redundancies in, in the town? So we're doing pretty well, and we're pretty proud of our track record so far, um, and we would like to carry on doing this, which is why... 18 months before the next election, we're going to start sort of telling everybody about it and making sure that you're all aware of the, 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 the hard work that we've been putting in, into place for the last few months. Yes, well, and I years. think... Well, and years, yes, yes. exactly. And I, I think, you know, it is important because the local politics affects everybody on a daily basis, more so than... I mean, obviously, you know, um, national politics does as well with your taxation and things like that. But, you know, coming out of your, uh, coming out of your house... <coughs> excuse me, um, driving down the road, going to the shops, it affects everybody on a daily basis. And I think that making sure that you guys put out there, you know, your um, 
So really, yes, putting out the communications to people is a really important thing because they need to know that it's not voting for the for the prime minister and you know moving forward from there. So what's the problem with having you know the the vote? Uh, sort of yearly or uh, I don't know at some other time is, is there an issue with that or uh, I mean obviously you can't get any work done I guess if you've only got a year's mandate uh, and that's exactly the point um, imagine if we were, we were always being um uh, we're always waiting to to, to 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 do another election. We wouldn't be able to get any work in the work, work done in the in between time because one, we'd be fighting for the next election, um, well, yes. which takes up an awful lot of our time. Um, and um, if you decided that we hadn't done a particularly good job that, that year, then you'd change over to whoever it might be that you've changed to. And then you don't like them, you change back to the other people. Nothing actually gets done. This is what happens in central government. You know, we flip-flop from Labour government to Tory government, and each one of them changes the views uh, of, of the, the other one almost by 180 degrees. Yes. Um, so we never really had actually get any success. The fact that the Lib Dems have been in, the, in power in Eastbourne for 10 years now, we've actually been able to make a difference. We've actually been able to change things. We've actually been able to make a difference to people's lives. We're... Um, the, the, the number one destination for people moving into in the country. Um, there's been an influx of 35,000 people, 45,000 people now in, into Eastbourne in the last 25 years, uh, more than any other town in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, that's nice to hear as well, isn't it? It makes yeah. you know, you'd be quite proud as, a, as an Eastbournean, yep. <laughs> is a new phrase for it. Um, yeah, you'd be quite proud with that as well. Well, we've got a lot going for the town, we've got the downs all the way around us, we've got the seafront. Um, we've we're, we're trying to uh, improve all of the uh, events that we have along the seafront, um, with airborne, um, with a number of uh, things like Wintercon. You know, th th there's some great events that mm. go on in Eastbourne every year, which brings new people into town. Uh, our visitor numbers are now up to 5.1 million people a year. Oh, wow. Uh, which is a, a, a huge result for the town. Well, it is. And all, and all the local hoteliers and things, so they're, they're all benefiting, along with all the, the local businesses. And this is the thing that, that people don't really realise as a local councillor. I might be dealing with somebody's dog poo one day, um, but the next day I've, I've got to sit in front of a, a committee and work out whether or not we can um, uh, allow... A, a new business into the town um, which could uh, change the face of everything that happens in, in, in the town you know uh, there's tiny little decisions being made daily which affect people on an individual basis really greatly um, but then the massive decisions which affect everybody also in, in a massive way and that, of course, brings us nicely to yes. our next track, which is London's Calling. As I guess that most of these people that move to Eastbourne come from London. Yes, they certainly do. Thing. The ice is coming, the sun's zooming in 
meltdown expected The wheat is good there Engines stuck on him But I have no fear Cause London is drowning I live by the river To the imitation zone Forget it brother You can go in alone London calling To the zombies of death Quit holding out And draw another breath London calling And I don't want to shout But while we were talking I saw you nodding out London calling See we ain't got no hide Except for that one With the yellowy eyes The ice is coming The sun's zooming in Engine stuck on it The wheat is going to A nuclear error But I have no fear Cause London is drowning Thank you very much, The Clash, with London's Calling. Um, so, yeah, so really, the elections are going to be happening pretty soon. You're going to be telling Eastbourne exactly what you guys have been up to and what your plans are for the future in terms of looking after Eastbourne um, and, and going for re-election again. Um, and what do you think is the main message to put forward from that? So the main thing that we've got going for Eastbourne, uh, one is the fact that it's the Sunshine Coast. One is the fact that we've got a nice, stable economy. We've got lots of businesses moving into the area. We're slowly trying to change the face of how Eastbourne works as well. So we've got the new conference centre, which is being uh, built as we speak. <clears throat> That's going to be open at the end of this year. Um, that's going to attract new businesses into the town um, and a lot more um, business visitors. So the, the the way that people visit Eastbourne has changed in the last 15 years. So beforehand, it used to be uh, coach companies coming into the town. They would stay for the week, do their promenades on the beach um, and then go home again. We're still getting some of that, but the majority of what we're getting is, is people doing shorter visit, visits. So they will come down for long weekends uh, three or four days, still have the same amount of money to spend. So they're looking for something a little bit more special. So rather than getting fish and chips on the beach, they're looking to sit down in a nice restaurant and have a three, three or four course meal, which is great for our local restaurants. And I was wandering around um, Seaside the other day and looking at some of the, the new restaurants that we have down there. And everywhere seems to be sort of brightening themselves up, 
giving themselves a facelift, changing their menus. The, the town has just started to look a little bit better, which is exactly what we were hoping for when we introduced the conference centre. We're hoping that because we're bringing these business people into the town, the town is going to react and, and, and sort of up its game and produce the, the higher quality establishments that we are actually starting to see in town. Mm, yeah, so, and, and funnily enough, you mentioned the restaurants is because um, I, uh, when, before I moved down to Eastbourne, from Essex I was living in at the time and we came down to Eastbourne we did exactly what you've just said so we spent a couple of times here for let's say three days at a time and then found a really nice restaurant on Seaside funnily enough um, and went there and absolutely loved it and thought actually you know Eastbourne is something different you know the Sunshine Coast you mentioned um, it, it's just you know the seafront is spectacular when everything is going uh, you know during the summer Airborne is just out of this world and really, uh, do you know what? That's a perfect link to get back into our last uh, into our last song, actually, Jim, because we've run out of time. So as corny as it may seem, yes, Eastbourne is sunny, and I'll let you finish off. So as well as being Eastbourne, the sunniest place in town and the happiest place in the country to live, got Airborne going for it. It's got the new restaurants coming into town. It's got the new Wish Tower coming into town. It's got the new shopping centre coming into the town. Things can only get better. So where, where else can we go but uh, Mr. Blue Sky?
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.